Blog Talk Radio. <laughs> yeah, we can totally do this. Uh, we're chatting. Hey guys, you're listening. Hey guys, you're listening and watching the Ultra Perform Show. The show before performing your best in business and life. Today we have a bunch of guests. Ta-da! Say hello, everyone. Uh, what's your name? I'm Eliza. I'm Brooke. Eliza, Brooke, and? Alyssa. Alyssa. Uh, Alyssa has a uh, auto-brewing uh, syndrome. It's called a syndrome, right? Yeah. Uh, we're going to be talking about that, what that's like. We might talk about autoimmune also. Right. And you both have autoimmune? Yes. Right? Yeah. Great. And she's working on uh, getting a surgery in the next. Are you working on the surgery? Mm. We, were, we were trying to go to the Mayo Clinic yeah. for a minute, but hopefully we can just get stuff done in Utah. It would be nice. Hopefully people will see this and be able to reach out to us and help us. We've got um, a gastroenterologist that's helping us and the endocrine doctor, the uh, endocrinologist, and we've asked them if there's a link between both of them because even though the, the autobury syndrome is getting taken care of with the antifungal, she still exhibits the symptoms randomly and she gets stressed out. And I don't know why. So, yeah, it's kind of weird. Yeah. It's well, weird. so auto brewing, uh, let's, let's go right into it. What is that about? So they say that it's caused by um, antibiotics. They don't have like a specific antibiotics that cause it, but one day your body just is intolerant to an antibiotic and then it starts creating yeast or some bacteria in your lower in, in your small intestine and starts just fermenting your food. So what so it just starts fermenting your just your food? Uh, alcohol, uh, we talk about carbohydrates, uh, is it different no, I, when you eat meat or anything like that? I haven't eaten meat since I was 10, so I don't know about that, but I do know that uh, when I would drink, I would be fine for a second and then be like double drunk. Like, so. so one of the one of the doctors told us that when she drinks the alcohol will go through her liver and then create more alcohol instead of turning it into sugar. And that was when she, you know, obviously was in the early her 21 or whatever, 20. Yeah. Um, didn't really think much of it, just had her back off on drinking. Mm-hmm. Well, that's also a thing with our autoimmune disorder as well, is that our body doesn't process the sugar completely in alcohol and um, does the same thing. So it does what our brewery does, but like, on a different way, or like different, yeah, they have them polyglandular autoimmune disorder type 1. Polyglandular. Mm-hmm. Polyglandular. That means it, uh, it affects more than one endocrine system. One part of your endocrine. 
I should have a flat phone to remove some skin here and put it here mm -hmm. for a nose because of the cancer. Um, and uh, <clears throat> the, I mean, so many things like happened with that, but the doctors kept wanting to let my dad go and do uh, palliative care and to get my brain thinking about me because I'm, I'm, I'm not in a place for palliative care as opposed to being aggressive. So they just won't let him go. I'm like, right. well, laughing and eating in there right now. Maybe not, you know. Where he had a feed tube they wanted to take out. We were going to take out because he needed a feed tube because he had aspiration. And the doctor told me on the phone, uh, I think in a week or two, he's going to be gone when we take that feed tube out because he won't be able to eat. Mm -hmm. And we, I worked with them, coached them, changed their diet drastically, and now the heart doctor is shocked that his heart's better. Uh, my mom's diabetes went from a 12 to an 8 to a 7. Nice. And the doctor was saying for sure that it had to be, uh, she had to get on insulin. And I know my mom's going to really have a hard time with that because she's no, no, no. Um, but uh, that's probably why, because what I noticed is they go with, they, they look at statistics. Yeah. And they're like, they only see one end of the statistics. The majority, whatever that is, if it's 95% of people coming to drink, are coming in and they've been drinking, right. they just assume. They don't look at the smaller percentage, well, maybe it's not that. Right. It's crazy, too, how they um, take an individual and put them in that statistic instead of um, taking the individual for the individual. It, it, it's one in a hundred or whatever, but we're, we're all unique, so we all... Well, a lot of people do that. I have a friend that's an engineer. There's another friend that's an engineer that uh, maybe will show up. But uh, he, uh, uh, they're different. But like I have one friend, we argue all the time. He's always talking about statistics to defend his position. And I always point out to remember my dad because he saw the whole thing. And remember my dad? He's on the other end of those statistics. So remember, it might be 7 out of 10, but there's those three. Right. Well, not only that, but like even this goes in with the statistics. But like when Melissa was diagnosed, her symptoms for the auto or polyvanular was completely different from what I went through. I actually I lost like 60 pounds in less than six weeks, and they thought I was anorexic. Mm. So they put me, they hospitalized me for an eating disorder that I didn't have, and like didn't believe anything of like that I had it because she had it. Yeah, it's pretty amazing. I go in and tell them, I want you to test her or Addison's disease, and then I go, because she has it, and they're like, no, you don't know. For three days, they just kept watching her slowly progress. Finally, the pediatrician called me to see how I was doing in the hospital, and I told her, like, they won't do this test, but I want them to, and I don't know if she called and had them do the test. She did, I'm sure. Yeah. I'll tell you, I don't know, but I know. So she anyway, did, that's they, why. They came yeah. in the next day, and they were so excited because... They found out she had Addison's disease, you know, and it's just like her. I took her to a gastroenterologist because I was like, I I kept telling her, you smell like beer, like your place is fruity, you smell like beer, and she'd get so, oh, I'm not drinking, and I'm like, I, I think there's something wrong with your stomach, you know, so I take her in there, and I tell them, I, I do believe she has auto brewery syndrome, and they're like, no, no, you know, but then they called her a couple days later, and was like, oh, I think your dad was right. I'm all, I'm the mom. <laughs> well, I think that's why. I'm not the mom, but you know, I'm right. Of course I'm right. I'm always right. right. <laughs> um, I'm like, I'm in the state of things. 
Uh, so with my mom, it was the same thing. I, was, I argue with the doctor regularly, but now I've had them in my care for two years. Mm -hmm. From we went to the hospital twenty times, the uh, a home for a while, and then I, I put them in the condo. And I'm taking care of them, and they're better. That's and awesome. they're, they're like, it looks like they're doing better under uh, in the apartment. I'm like, yeah, I know. Okay, yeah, like I told you I know what I'm talking about. Yeah, it's like with these two, we changed our diet, so plant-based is a huge, huge one for us, and we've done um, fast, like water fast and juice fast and things, things like that. So even like medication that they take before, yeah, but even the medication that they take is, um, well, really low doses for what their diseases are. Mm -hmm. That's really kind of cool. Like, see, nutrition is a huge one, I think. Yeah, yeah how, how is your guys' nutrition, if I can ask? Um, I try to eat, like, pretty much all vegan. Sometimes That's I'll, what the problem is. <laughs> sometimes I'll have cheese and stuff, like, but pretty much vegan is my dietary goal. Okay. So what, uh, uh, so when you, you, so it, does, it doesn't happen now, or you still have symptoms? Like when you eat food, does it digest normally, or? Um, sometimes I have issues with it. Like it feels like it just is sitting in my stomach. Like, and when I first, before I got on any medication for it, I would be able to like, this is super gross and probably TMI for everybody, but I wouldn't eat very much. I could only eat like a tiny little amount of food and it would take over 48 hours to go anywhere besides my stomach mm. so I could throw up food from like two days ago mm. and yeah. it just would sit there so I pretty much stopped eating because I couldn't digest food and I dropped down to like 75 pounds one of wow. those and the things with her stomach, when she starts doing that, then um, other things we noticed was her words were slurred, and she couldn't really walk a straight line. Um, she, when it gets in full force, I'm going to tell you, she's not a nice person. She's a mean drunk. She's angry. Oh, she's a, she's bad. And it's like, she's an angry elf. Well, it's her. weird, too, because they say that for the level of toxicity, in my blood or whatever that they found, I should have been unconscious, mm. like or blackout drunk. Yeah, we got. I'm still doing like stuff. We bought a breathalyzer at home one to check her breath, and it was positive. You know, and um, not too long ago, I took her to police station and I asked them. I've dropped it so many times. My breathalyzer, we please breathalyzer, just so we can see if oh, the medication, yeah, if medication's working. And they're just like, well, you've got to get her to a hospital, you know, because she's bad. And I'm like, they're just gonna tell she her. Like to, the they're just gonna tell her to leave it off, you know, even yeah. though we we've got the diagnosis, we've got a letter, we've got these things. They don't know what to do. Like they, I go. That is true. Sometimes they don't know what to do. Yeah. And I've seen that. Like my dad was freaking out, and they didn't know what to do. I'm like. You guys don't know what to do? Yeah. And I'm like, I know what to do. And I went over to my dad and held him down. Yep, and and they got the blood gas that he needed to do the test. But he was delirious. He was so delirious. I forgot all about that. Yeah. When I started, I started drinking heavily after that. When these two ended up in the hospital, 
they they knew when we came in they would stand back and say okay mom what do we do because i knew how to help them because their bodies are different than mm-hmm. what the protocol is and the protocol took them both down so if you're in an Antonian crisis and they throw on the protocol that is or whatever it will put them in a worse situation mm-hmm. basically what their protocol is is to give us a hundred milligrams of oh well 100 150 milligrams of um steroids. yeah the steroids so the hydrocortisone and if they were to do that like they did that to me when i was first diagnosed and it like through like it threw my whole like my stomach and everything into like shock and my body didn't know what to do but it can also throw us into an acidity crisis so they can't hold out of it because they're giving us too much medication it also drops their blood sugars so they're 35 on their blood sugars well, and not kind of thing yeah Oh, yeah, because because one of the things that they deal with is um, like their salt intake. Their body doesn't retain salt, so both of them would um, take half of the salt and eat it, or um, salt their popsicles, put salt in their Gatorade, like chocolate. Everything has chocolate or like whatever she's eating lick it and then dip it in salt so it was like just a thick coating of salt mm-hmm. yeah i told them um, for christmas i was going to get them just the salt licks like the horse yeah because mm-hmm. i know that they would love it so, so we we have a lot of fun in the house That's we tease funny. each other a lot and try and just use humor to get through a lot of the stuff yeah, whenever, that we're dealing with i never asked my dad how he's doing he goes still alive <laughs> but he's so much better it's because of diet and being positive about it mm-hmm. like you're saying it's huge because you listen to doctors sometimes, they'll just they will literally bury you. Right. Well, that's what they were doing to me when I was first diagnosed because they, like I said, they thought I had an eating disorder. And they kept telling me, like, um, like you can choose. Like, dude, no, there's something wrong with you because you used to eat, like, a foot long and now you're eating, like, two bites. And I just sleep all the time. But her symptoms were completely different on how she was, um, like, how we found out that she had this. Like, her nasal block or she'd get... And nerve pain or different things like that. Like weird. Another thing is with the, the polyglandular or Addison's disease specific, you um, have all your creases and stuff are dark, like you was playing out as dirt. Mm. And um, they oh, have, obviously, you can see they're very white. You're also yeah. supposed to have like a, a year round tan look. Yeah. And um, we're pretty pale. Yeah. Both uh, and I both have vitiligo. She's got it worse than I do. And that's where our bodies, like, um, because our body went into, like, shock or, like, fight or flight mode. And with the Addison's disease, it started doing it with our skin as well. So her hair naturally comes out the color that it is right now. Yeah, the white is my color. Oh, really? Mm-hmm. Yeah. Mm-hmm. I didn't know what we were talking about. Yeah. It's a good point to bring up. Yeah. yeah. And look, I think it was dying. Yeah, no, the white is my natural mm-hmm. hair color. Her eyelashes are even like, yes, my eyelashes and my brows are white as well. So there's going to be some kind of German something there. I, but her, they look like a freaking snow or something. Like, they like frostbite, freaking eyelashes. Very funny. So, what's the next step for you guys? What are you going to do now? We're trying to use the fundraiser stuff uh, to try just because I tattoo and it's kind of hard being in a shop 
like with other tattoo artists and even though I would tell them, you know, what's going on with my body and stuff like that, they still would end up being like, you're drunk, you're on drugs in the end without, and I'd be like, I can prove to you that I'm not, I can take these tests and stuff, you know, and it was just dismissed, so, like, ultimately, I'm trying to just do, like, more prioritized, like, tattoo sessions with my regular clientele, and then just, instead of like making money off of that, just have like the donations that for the medical stuff. Yeah, it's pretty expensive. So, we'll get to that. You said tattooing. You're trying to tattoo post Malone? Yeah, I would like to. I okay. agree with us in Utah. And, mm-hmm. Yeah. Morgan, I think it's Morgan, Utah. The research mm-hmm. has been. Um, Cottonwood Heights. Cottonwood Heights. Oh, I am right, the address. Really. Yeah. <laughs> I don't think you'll appreciate us monkeying um, on well, And don't announce it, don't announce it. We saw it because of, she's really talented with her tattooing and because she's been knocked down so many times and she she's like one of the younger tattoo artists that started doing this and she she's very talented. But um, being sick and stuff has made it harder for her to I don't know, hold down, hold down the fort to do anything. So we thought that maybe if she was able to tattoo post Malone, maybe that would jumpstart her career again once once she's uh, got all of this under control. So, and shout out to Malone <laughs> for seeing this. Did you see this or hear about this? Uh, she'd love to give you a tattoo. Yeah. And. Really get freehand too. She is. She also has um, put it out there that she would like to um, commission art pieces for people to, you know, to help raise money for all of her medical needs and. Yeah. How can they see your art pieces? Um, just on my Facebook, it's under Nick McCobb, which I believe was on the original post for the. Announcement of this. This podcast on. Um, I'll uh, I'll tag you. Yeah. Her. What is this? The Facebook page that we have the um auto for the story. We'll have that information down here too. Come on. Come on. It's good. It's great. I was thinking about post Malone and stuff. I got I, I got lost in thought. Sorry. <laughs> <laughs> um. So uh, you're talking about wanting to go to the Mayo Clinic. You're doing the GoFundMe. What what is exactly the GoFundMe for? Just because I haven't been working in like five months or something. Uh, just because I'm I can never really say or know when I'm gonna have like a flare up of auto brewery syndrome, and I don't notice it like. Are you wrong? No, like I feel like. So it's just like drinking. Yeah. Ah, fine. Yeah, so she's like, what? why are you guys attacking me? I was like, why are you texting us? Yeah. <laughs> so I always be thinking that I'm fine, and then pretty soon people are like, okay, well, yeah. sure you are. <laughs> so the, the GoFundMe is for medical, for for her needs, for you know, just life, 
to help her get through, take care of any housing costs or whatever. Mm -hmm. And um, yeah. and she's had to have several. Can you can you explain a little more on why uh, so people really get it? I I heard you. Right. Yeah. I forgot to say one other thing I say. I'll ask questions that the audience might have and might okay. sound like I'm being dumb and repetitive, but I wanted people to get be clear on things sometimes. Explain to us uh, how it comes on, like, so someone knows when you're doing a tattoo or something why you can't do a tattoo um, when you're dealing with it. Well. I, I know, but just to explain. Normally, if I know what, sometimes I can Sometimes I can feel, and it's like a bad situation, I'll know, like, I don't feel right today, so I probably shouldn't have to, and so I'll notify, like, the clientele that I have, and ask either to reschedule for, like, a later day, or just tell them what's going on, and let them know that if they want me to come in when I'm not feeling right, that they're doing it at their own risk. So for me, the things that I'm doing. Yeah. So you could be doing that too. Yeah. Yeah. So for for us, what we notice is she has a different look in her eye, and she gets like more smiley and talkative, mm. like you would when we first start drinking or whatnot. So she's more bubbly and giggly, and then as it progresses, she gets uh she gets a little bit rude, <laughs> like. Mm combative or different things like that and it's like you can't reason with her so that, that's what we and I, I usually pick it up because I can smell um, the fruity fragrance on her breath but you can't be with you 24 7 to for you to notice that right no that's her a lot well even okay. like there's times that like because she watches my dog while I work and so I'll go and drop my dog off and like we'll talk to her for a minute and be like hey how you doing you know like like I won't notice it in the morning, but when I come home, I go to get my puppy. I can smell it on her or different things of that nature. Where it's like, you okay? Yeah. But she like she'll straight up be like, yeah, I'm fine. Her are you talking about? Her dad um, went to have a conversation with her, and he was visiting with her. And um, if 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 you raise your voice even a little bit, or you know, get passionate or whatever. I don't call it yelling. It's just passion. Passion. Good. Good. Um, I do that, but it scares. I'm talking to girls sometimes. Yeah. I'm just passionate. I'm, what? Yeah, we're very passionate. You like it sometimes? So, um, so he got comes upstairs and he's just like, oh my gosh, like she changed right in front of me. He's like, I stressed her out, and he's like, I, I threw her into it, you know, and because we do, if it gets too passionate, she gets stressed, and even like right now, she's, uh, I don't know if she's stressed out, but she seems to stutter her words a little bit or try and tap grasp for them. Mm -hmm. So. Are you nervous? Um, I think I'm just overtired. We are late stage kennel training the our puppies, at least in a different area. And so they're just a little over a year old and we're just now trying to train them. So it's been she heard puppies. Yeah. They, she does. She does. They, they keep us up all night or you gotta go get them. Like, my boyfriend leaves um, for work at 5 o'clock in the morning, so that's when I'll go get them out of their kennel and let them come and sleep with me for the rest of, like, whatever I'm gonna sleep because 
it's hard to sleep without like your baby. Five dogs on the fence, or just the two or three. Two a lot of dogs. We don't have five. We don't have five. Yeah. <laughs> I was like, you're a lot of dogs. I wouldn't want them in my bed either. So, thank you guys for being on the show. Anything else you'd like to add? I don't know. We have a couple, like she said, a GoFundMe. We also have a charitable account at America First Credit Union in Alyssa's name. I can't remember the account number, but. Oh, we can, you can add it to this post. I added the GoFundMe link to this video, and we'll have it on the uh, Blog Talk Radio, iTunes, iHeart. After it's on live on Blog Talk Radio or live on Instagram today, it'll be on for 24 hours. Um, and I might move it to the IGTV. It's a little choppy on there, but if you really want to see it, you can see it. And uh, so it's, it'll be broadcasted all over. You can even ask Alexa, Alexa, play the Ultra Perform show. And it'll play the last Ultra Perform show. Nice. But you can also look up my page and just message me if you want any art commissions or tattoos. <clears throat> or if you just want to know about the disease and what we go through. If you have any questions, we're happy to answer them. We want to get as much information out as possible because this thing is so rare. There's not a lot of people that are dealing with it, and doctors don't know what yeah. to do. Really. Yeah. Especially with the polyglandular already being rare anyway, and then getting a super rare disease on top of that is pretty uncommon. Yeah. Well, cool. Thank you for coming on the show. Hope this helps you guys out. And uh, keep watching and listening for the Ultra Perform show, the show about performing your best. Our next show will be with Becky Overbeck. She will be live from Canada, noon on Friday. So watch for that. Also watch for our Ultra Perform gummy CBD oil uh, gummies, which will be coming out soon. See you guys. Thanks. Bye.